I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And welcome to another episode of Mahogany Mammology, an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. So, we really have to thank again our sponsors from our live event. If you missed that, that is Season 2, Episode 7, Turning Passion into Profit. Um, We'd like to give a lovely shout-out to Mama More Popcorn, New Hope Christian Academy, and St. Philip's School and Community Center for a wonderful live event. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. If you would like to highlight your business, we are here to partner with you on our show. Send us an email at mahogany, that's M-A-H, O-G-A-N-Y-M-O-M-O-L-O-G-Y at gmail.com. Of course, we will have our email in the show notes for those of you driving and listening to us. Cool. Thank you. This week, we honor mammologist Faye McCray. Faye McCray is an author and essayist whose popular essays on love, life, and parenting have been featured in the Huffington Post, mm. My Brown Baby, mm. For Harriet, wow. Madame Noir, Get out of here. And other popular pop, uh, publications. She is the editor-in-chief and co-founder of We, we Magine. We, like imagine, we oh. imagine, we imagine. There we oh, go. Okay, I didn't know if it was like We Magazine. <laughs> no, or, no, 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 oh, no. We imagine oh. a website devoted to celebrating and inspiring all children and the people who love them. Faye is also the author of Danny's Belts, a collection of horror short stories. Boyfriend, a full length novel about a troubled college student struggling with love and fidelity who has not been there during college, and. I Am Loved, a collection of positive affirmations for kids. What don't she do? Okay. You don't gave me a whole lot. Like, what don't she do? And, and there's still more. Oh, my bad. When Faye, isn't <laughs> when Faye isn't writing, she is leading a covert double life as an attorney <laughs> and married mother of three beautiful young boys. She is also teaching creative writing workshops for kids and teens in and around the Maryland area. Faye is a native New Yorker, by way of Southeast Queens and current resident of the D.C. metropolitan area. You can also find Faye on Twitter at FayeWrites, F-A-Y-E-W-R-I-T-E-S, and Facebook at um, at Facebook.com backslash FayeWrites. Congratulations. You go, Faye. All right. Let me go take several seats. Okay. So, (laughs) listeners, uh, please be sure to tag a mom via our social media outlets so we can continue to recognize Black girl and Black women excellence. And now, on to the show. Tosh, what are we talking about this week? So, picture this. Okay. You studied hard. Mm -hmm. You found yourself a decent job. Okay. Right? You've accepted that the work environment may not be as diverse pending, you know, what job market you decided to jump into. Mm -hmm. However, we continue the work grind battling microaggressions and curious questions surrounding your culture, especially if you are that token one, quote unquote, right? Yeah. In these spaces, people of color have become a generalized voice for the people, um, not by their own um, reasoning or Mm -hmm. their own, which is unfair. And constantly towing the line between two identities, of course, being your authentic self and the acceptable, non-threatening, get along, go along <laughs> co-worker, right? You laugh, but it's true, I right? know. I'm laughing for not trying not to cry. So, um, is the paycheck uh, worth not cussing out your co-workers? 
So we'll describe. Someone got to pay these bills, though. You know, I mean, we'll describe what or we'll discuss what this looks like in the workspace as we try to be the right kind of black woman in the workplace. Oh, so are we just focusing on the workplace? No, it can be it can be workplace. It can be outside. It can be in a social aspect, because, again, depending on where you are, you know, sometimes your work does your work in social um, groups kind of inter intermingle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so you may be that one at work and henceforth you are that one in that social space. Makes sense. Hey. Yes. You know. Yeah. But it's all about. So we were discussing off air, right? We we started to, but I told you to hold off. I did. Hold it. Because I said I I went ahead and had my crying moment in the car. Okay, why? Because sometimes I feel like, and I know we kind of wrote some notes and stuff, but. um, That's fine. It's that code switching. Okay. Um, And for those who don't know what code switching is, or maybe you know, but you're like, not really sure, it's actually defined as being an alternation between two or more languages, dialects, the way of being, um, you go from one thing to the next very quickly. Um, It can be language. It it can be language. It could be dress. I don't want to say dress, but it's just how you... well, I guess, no, 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 no. You I wouldn't can, say dress. Yeah, because then you co-switching, like, wore clothes to play clothes. That don't make no sense. That, yeah, so, yeah, I wouldn't So yeah. I was thinking more like co-switching as, like, the language that you use versus, as well as mannerisms. Yes. I guess. That like, verbal and non-verbal you, yes, communication. language, communication, yeah. So back to my, my, my crying moment of, in the car, of feeling like it might... I always feel like I'm not that right person. Not always feeling that way. And this is related to work, correct? This is work life. Like, okay, just explain further then. What do you mean? Oh, like, I feel like I'm always code switching to the point where I feel like I've code switched for so long, I'm so stressed and tired. It can be exhausting. Yes. Mm hmm. Yes. Like, cause I, I typically am the quote unquote token mm-hmm. in the office, mm-hmm. regardless of which job company. I'm probably yo yo one percent. I'm probably that zero point zero one percent. Um, so there are times when the I don't want to say ratchet, but the stereotypical black girl, you know, girl will pop out now more so. you personally? Or are you talking, oh, okay. Yeah, like it does pop. Okay. I think more as I've gotten older, it does, because I've gotten tired of being like, hi, you've reached Mel, please leave, you know. I think as we get older, um, I give zero We give less fucks. That's that's exactly (laughs) where I was going with that. I have no more fucks to give. But you know what? I think being surrounded or even looking more on social media and bringing in the awareness of code switching. I'm I'm very familiar with code switching. I think that that age shift is starting to get younger and younger. Mm. And so my question, really, I was thinking like, okay, of course we do code switch, and I be- and honestly, this is just my opinion. My opinion are my own. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that. Of course, the higher we are in a job, if we have an executive position or if we're a manager or something like that, um, the more 
code switching we do. Mm. Um, but or we feel like we have to code switch to get there. To get there. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And so do we code switch? Yes, absolutely. If yes. we're in that, absolutely. That's what I feel like. And or and and again, like you're mentioning depending on what industry that you are in, where there aren't a lot of people of color in that area, of course, you're going to code switch to try to assimilate because, for one, you need need to keep your job. And, you know, if you decide you want to climb up that career ladder, that's something, it's almost ingrained in us as a person of color we have to do in order to climb up that career ladder. Mm -hmm. It is. Mm -hmm. And so... The point of that, all of it, was really, um, are we seeing an increase in the normalcy of basically not giving a fuck in the workplace and just allowing us to continue to be our authentic selves? And I'll use this as an example. Mm -hmm. Let's think about the idea of language or voice. Okay. Um, If we, in order to be presentable, we tend to change our pitch and maybe the articulation of vocabulary when we are uh, talking with some, you know, someone else that's a non-person of color, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. However, and we and honestly, I think we we what we quote unquote we have our work voice and mm-hmm. our home, you know, in our in our home, home voice, voice, right? Yes, right. And so I would say I'm also a product of that. Like I felt like especially when I was in school, I had to do that and whatnot, whatnot, in order to be non-threatening, as I, as I mentioned in the introduction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, at the same time, like, I, my internal struggle was that, okay, I'm trying to do this, but at the end of the day, like, I still, like, you still know it's a black person. Like, if I'm on the phone, like, you, my voice is as such, like, there's no Mine denying. Really? There's no denying. Like if you if you didn't like yo that that is a black person on the other really? line. I just so happen to be articulate and you know. I have fooled so many you know, people. I and that's my thing. I don't think I have ever fooled anybody. Like if you speak to me on the phone, you know that I am you know some some I am black. You know. Really, you think that's so? What I, that's what I think. That's no one think. has ever come up to you after like they meet you. And no, say, oh, no, never. Or I like, never thought. They like, like, oh, the voice doesn't match what I perceive. No one's ever said that to you. Never, never. Oh, wow. And that's where, and that's like in my early twenties or when I was in school and grad school, and I was just like, what am I? You know, like they still, you know, they, they still know it's you. Tosh. They still know it's me. So what? What? Who am I trying to fool? Who am I trying to front for? Um, I might as well just. Just Let be it me. Go. Just be me, and hopefully, you know, I can express myself in such a way that you understand what I'm saying. Or if I'm giving a presentation, you know, the content of what I'm saying um, is enough for you to not like cherry pick, you know, my accent or the fact that I sound black or anything. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. I, I I mean, I guess I guess I have a number of victims out there because I know <laughs> a number of victims. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> because I know I know for a fact people have literally said like I mean the, the type of work I do a lot of times I'm on the phone. Mm-hmm. And then when you finally meet certain people face to face or you you know um or I'll do meetings with, like, I'll have to meet with them finally face-to-face, yeah. and they'll go, they'll kind of look around the room before they come up to me. Sure. 
because they're not sure if it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll go, oh, up, and they don't know how to, like, backtrack it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I say this to even be those who are non-color as well as those who are of color. We'll be like, hey, and then, like, if it's a person of color, they'll be like, oh, girl, I did not, girl, hey, you you got me fooled. Then they, like, had code switch because uh they didn't They're like, oh, you you a sister, okay. Sure, I am guilty of doing that. Guilt. Yeah. And then at the same time, if you have a very non-ethnic name, you know, I think yes. that also yes. contributes to that, too. Yeah. When you, hey, my name is as black as they can be. <laughs> you know, like, a lot, lot of girls in the hood named Tosh. I'm just saying, you know. This is true. So, but I, coupled it's... with my voice, I'm like, mm, I'm not fooling anybody out here in these wow. streets. Never, never. I've gotten more. I've gotten more of the. You are so articulate. Okay. You know, versus trying which to fool somebody. Which is trying to fool somebody yeah. with my voice. You know what I yeah. mean? So imagine this because voice. I was like, I was always taught, oh, you know, be professional. You know, try yeah, not yeah. to use slang. Like that came from my parents. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Avoid the slang and blah blah blah. And that yeah. that, that that goes into me the the whole respectability uh, politics of of the workforce. And I'm like, mm, I, I maybe that's generational. I can't speak. Um, in a workplace where there's a lot of younger, younger um, adults, and maybe they use slang. I don't know. Yeah, they do. They do exactly. You know, I think that's a general. It's totally like now it's different. I feel like you know, like, and I nobody... feel like I'm I'm at that age where I I'm not quite the millennial, but I'm you know what I mean. I'm in that gray area, Gen Gen X, whatever they want to call it. Yeah, are we Gen X or Gen Y? I just call myself the Oregon Trail generation so because i don't know if we x y z i don't know what alphabet soup we on but yeah i mean but to you know i didn't mean to yeah. kind of go off on a tangent no, 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 but no you're not like, but i, I think some like it, some of them just need to kind of get it in context of mm-hmm. what we're where we're looking at um and then as you as you ask you know are we is there an increased normalcy to kind of go back to your question I don't know if it's an increased normalcy because a lot of black women are are more so than ever starting their own jobs, either as a side hustle. Okay. Then the side hustle is now becoming the full hustle. And I say that to say because when you go into that side hustle part, you're code switching even more. You could be, you could be code switching even more because depending upon what your side hustle is, you might have to um, present yourself a certain way. Yeah. So there might be that, or maybe you're not, or maybe because you're doing a side hustle, you're now saying you give no more fucks anymore about what's going on at the job per se in terms of like, well, I don't care if they trip in that I've got an afro and, you know, mm-hmm. and I use whatever vernacular sure. as long as I'm being professional to the client or to whomever. Um, I, I, th- I don't, So I don't know if it's necessarily a normalcy or an increased normalcy. I think we just have a, a different type of economics that's probably producing that. You I know, would, this whole authentic, unapologetic sure, stuff, I think that's is where you're saying. going at. Yeah, that's where I'm going. I think the whole, the whole um, unapologetic blackness is because of that, because we, we, ha- we see more black women having 
the side gigs or the side hustles. Absolutely. Going, and you know I would what? like to see more of that unapologetic. But however, I do have, you know, friends who still question if they need to straighten their hair, if they are before going the interview. before the job <laughs> yep. interview, mm-hmm. you know, we're, 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 we're mm-hmm. sitting down and having hour long mm-hmm. discussions of whether or not we need to put braids in our hair and go to work on Monday. And yep. to me, I'm like, it is not, this is just me, but again, I work in a different industry. So, you know, I'm like, it is what it is. Like, but, and I can even use the example of when I went to school. You know, when I was in school, I had a fro one day and the next day I had a weave. You know what I mean? And I've got all the, but to me, like, it didn't, I didn't, I, I, it, it was just like, it is what it is. I didn't have an internal battle with it. I did prep myself to understand that there will be questions like why is my hair sh- why was my hair short on Wednesday and now it's you know down my back on Friday like what yeah. happened you know I did mm-hmm. prep myself for that and you know with my answers not to be so aggressive but again you know well how were your answers not to be aggressive goodness this was like 20 some years I ago know, I know I was so like, curious like how'd you how'd you make it sound like it was like why would someone even say it would be aggressive um, I get, but I think just personally, if somebody is asking you about anything on you, you know, I guess maybe the natural mm. reaction might be to be uh, like, defensive. Why, why yeah. are you asking me? Why are you asking me about all? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, don't worry about it. Um, and at the time, you know, again, I was still in my young twenties. I had to kind of give myself an internal script, like, yo, I don't need to come off, you know, a certain way for the for the fear that one, they they won't question me or they they'll shut down or they won't they, they just won't why is she being rude? Like, like I just, she's asked just being her a I just asked a question. But mind you, and kind of a layer of that, of course those questions are are levels of microaggressions. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, because it's like are you really gonna go ask Becky? Yeah, yeah. How you know? long it took for her to get the highlights in her hair? <sighs> But then I have to step back and think about, you know what, as I say that, there have been times when I've heard other people ask <laughs> each other, girl, how long did it take your hair to get done? Absolutely. So Still I really have day. Well, not, not to day. me, <laughs> but I mean, not to me, but I'm saying like those who are not, not of color ask one another, like, oh, how long did, they're talking to each other. Okay, so two non-people of color are talking to each, each other, other about. Yes, about their own hair. Okay. So, but then, so for them to come and ask me, oh, well, how long did it take for you to get your hair done? I have to realize, you know what, no, they're just really are just asking. Like, I think it depends upon the person. But sometimes, you know. But some of them I'm are not just, here. I'm not here to filter that out, though. I hear seeing that. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Because, I because I as a black Yorker. woman, I am so used to getting these kinds of questions. I'm not. I'm not. You know, trying to figure out. I mean, and I understand there'll be there'll be well intentioned people, and hopefully. Yeah. When if it's a certain coworker that's asking me or a friend that's asking me, I know that they really truly mean well. Absolutely. That's, yeah. But as opposed see, that's to like a co, I think the 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 contact here would be if it's like a coworker that you don't really. It's a water cooler coworker, and they're just like, "Hey, well, how long did it take you to do that? That's different than what it was yesterday." Well, yeah, that's and my question. Like, that's absolutely my question. I'm like, if you don't get your. <laughs> away from me whatever so but again 
that yeah. goes back to me having a men- you know having a mental script to have answers that um I don't have to read you. Or maybe I do need to read you in a very polite, professional way. But then that goes back to like, oh, gosh, you're just trying to be the right kind of black woman. We just, we always have to have scripts ready. <sighs> you right. <laughs> like, you right. Like, I got to come with my phone. Thankfully, you know, we got iPhone. Now I don't have to have it, like, written out. Like, I can just have it in my phone. I might as well just go. Well, I mean, we... <laughs> But in the moment, you know, we we don't want we we've got to be a little bit witty, and you know, we can't pull out our phone and be like, "Hold on, let me get my let me get answer. Let me get my answer to that question." Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. <laughs> you guys, because <laughs> it's a pause. I mean, I have to think about even just the fact of ha- of having a mental script. Yeah. Will it? Will we ever? Will we ever <laughs> truly be our authentic selves? Even in unless we own the space, then we own the space. We can do whatever we want. But I, in corporate America, will it? Will it ever? Will we ever have a time where we truly can be comfortable in ourselves in the workplace and um, express our way as such? You know, to go back to that, as well as to your question about the whole um, job interview thing, I had saw an article about, was it the Supreme Court? Was It It wasn't even the Supreme Court. It was one of the courts. Mm-hmm. I said, yes, you can discriminate against somebody on their basis of their dreadlocks. And with Dread, that, let me you give re- you a rebuttal. I, no, that's fine. Yes. So in New York, they okay. just passed. Thank you. Okay. I need in New York, they just passed uh, the thing saying that you cannot discriminate. Like you can't. Natural hairstyles are allowed. I, I mean, ugh. natural well, hairstyles course. are allowed in the workplace, but you there isn't any. Um, you can't discriminate, basically. You yeah. Know? And and at a point, I know the military was was about that nonsense too. Yes. Well, okay. Let me take a step back. Um, the military, you know, had had um, something I, I think in with place the military, as well. There, there should be certain things as long as. I mean, I I really would hate for someone to get shot over having silver braids, and that's the stress. Who is getting shot over having silver braids? I'm not saying that they are. I'm just saying just want to be be mindful of... I don't mind the braids. I'm just saying you don't want to make sure you attract attention and everything's camouflage. It's military. Right. They That's want where some, I'm coming they from. They want some element of uniformity. Uniformity. That's all I'm saying. That's why I didn't say... That's why I use the color of silver. I was say, what? Um, it's very bright. I don't think... <sighs> When you're, you know, if you so, de- uh, if you've got to be deployed and you've got to be in combat and stuff like that, I think hair color is the last thing, or you know, having a, a jazzy hairstyle is the last thing that they're thinking about. We hope, we, eh, you know, we would hope. We hope. I, I mean, I, I think about other countries like, um, like Israel and stuff like that, who are very um, laid back in their. Their military um, dress. I mean, they wear a uniform, obviously. Oh, for, yeah. But just all the other, other, mm-hmm. yeah, non-variable factors to it, or whatever that. You know. So yes, yeah. mothers do not have to worry about how their hair is 
taking place for for an interview? Well, let's think about in social settings then. Okay. You know, um, where you have friends or a case in point, like um, say you are in mixed company at a dinner party. All right. And mixed company, and I say not just like one or two, but just various ethnicities mm-hmm. in there. Do you still code switch in those in those settings? Oh wow! Is this a work thing? Mm, not necessarily. Doesn't have to be because work is work, and in your mind, it's work. So you already have your yeah, code already switch. Yeah, you've already switched. What if you have just a? What if you just have a set of diverse friends? Like, like anecdotally speaking, you get invited to a dinner party, and um, there they they mention in the invitation that um, they're going to be you know a lot different. You know, there's going to be different people there, like mixed people. You know. Kind of an innuendo, like there's going to be like a whole, just diverse, just okay. a whole lot of diverse people there. I mean, I just try to get along as best I can. Okay. Okay. I was just thinking, do you code switch? Um, I personally don't think I do. But that's just something to think about. Unless I subconsciously do and I'm not noticing it. I think there is subconscious code switching. That's just me. No, yeah, I can, I mean, I can see where you're coming from with that. You're trying to put your, your quote-unquote... you use subconsciously code I think switch? I do. I think I do. Yeah. Quote-unquote, you you know, if you're in this dinner party, you want to put your best foot forward. Especially it's around... If it's like someone you just met or, you know, like you're still mm. feeling it out or whatever okay. and you think this person is cool, you know, and it's just like, hey, I'm going to this dinner party or a party or a gathering or what have you, a social setting. You're trying to put your best foot forward. Um... And as you're trying to cultivate this friendship relationship with somebody, you know, do you, I think you do subconsciously code switch. Interesting. I think so. If it's just, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, one could make the argument there might be a level of code switching even amongst people of color. Like if I just, if if, if I just met you. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's that. Yeah. Yeah. Because people I know are obviously going to be treated in different differently than people I sure. don't know. Mm-hmm. But I don't see it as the same as if I'm at a dinner party. As long as it's not work related, not when it's work related, then yeah, there's there's the code switch for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And so, but I do believe that it's kind of like the one drink, two drink, three drink thing yes. rule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how I associate it with like that dinner party. That's probably going to be a two or three drink rule. Where's the work? I mean, that's just that's me. I know, but the work thing is probably going to be a one drink rule. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but as a black woman, it's like okay. Going back to the dinner party situation, do you want to be that three drink person? I can handle three. Well, that's you. <laughs> like that's you but even so after two drinks you know the speech gets a little slurred you know what I mean the, the the zero fucks kick in real quick and it's like 
Like just like just like how they can have two drinks and they or they, three drinks so and true. then and and you and and I'm using an, an example. You are so cool. You are so nice. I didn't think you know black people all together. You know y'all just collectively and I'm I'm acting like if I am the other talking to me and um, the home after, room turns because it's like. Chur-chur. The music stops. Maybe not. Actually, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just, ask me how I know. (laughs) You know? And you're so cool. You're so nice. You know what I mean? Like, there's no code switching on them. That's just letting their inhibitions go. That's the truth. That's the the truth serum. serum have come through. And we can't have that truth serum. Even to me, I feel like at a dinner party. Because we're trying to be that right kind of person, quote unquote. You know, we may not be invited again. True, you don't know who's videotaping you these days. I, I didn't even think about videotape, but I'm just saying as a host, well, you, you know, know what? what? I didn't think about think it from about that, that element. Don't be trying to run for nobody's office or nothing. Right? Don't run. Yeah, don't run for anything. Don't don't try to you know be try to go for that executive position. Um, Cause that's what I thought when you, you when you said the dinner party. I was like, yeah, don't be trying to run for no office. Because I remember such and such at David's dinner party, and I don't know if she can, you know, the way she handled her liquor. I don't know if she'll be able to handle the boardroom. I know that's oh, very. Wow. But you know what? That's that's a true statement. That's a. <laughs> And, you know, the whole element, you know, working twice as hard to get half as far and all of that kind of deal. So. Yeah, that's hard. Well, it's interesting because, you know, uh, there's that Shantae Huffington uh, Post article, and she lists all the things you're not supposed to do. Like what? There's I a laundry I, list. Um, let me see. But it's so interesting because, like, three of the items that she wrote, like, let me three see. of, I forget how many was on this list. It She says, don't bring it too much attention to yourself. That's right. That's right. That's right. And she mentioned <laughs> it's that like, multiple it's like number times. Nine. Don't bring yeah, attention to number yourself. Number nine, don't, don't bring attention to yourself. Number 10, don't bring attention to yourself. Okay. Number 11. But so you what know what? That tell you? That doesn't mean, to me, I'm like, um, but... Hello, if I'm the only one in the space, guess what? The attention is going to be on me. Because guess what? Who is this pepper in the salt? You know what I mean? Who is this? So, so then as you many code times, switch even more. Times, at, at, at that point, honestly, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> your whole token no fucks just goes over. I don't, because I'm just 60, like, you're already, on. <laughs> it's already there. Now, am I out so here? So wait, do you look for it? Then? Then, so is, it, is that subconscious, or is it just like, oh, look, it's just gonna, it's just beat, just, that's unapologetic like, self. Unapologetic. Or is like, it just like, I think, oh, I am the only one. Guess what? Try. No, no. Come on. No, I'm how just I move, How I move and shake, um, socially, no, nah, I mean, that's the difference. Socially, my social and professional um, settings are are 360. Like, one one is black and one is white. Truly, truly. Yeah. And so, um, when I'm in the social setting, like, I'm, you know me, you know me, you know me. And um, if I'm in the work setting, you know, of course I notice it, but I'm just like, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? But I'm not out here trying to create a whole menstrual show of myself either, you know? So oh, I, I I'm just like, I might as well. And that just goes back to us in the beginning with age. We just don't care. 
you know, listen to me. If you want to talk to me, if you want to ask me a question, this is the voice you're going to get. This is the mannerisms you're going to get. It's mm-hmm. up to you if you want to continue to, to converse with me or not. I, I don't I don't care either way. <laughs> I mean that's the that's the bottom yeah. line. Like I don't care either way. Um, from a work perspective, I'm here for a reason. Either somebody liked me um, enough to invite me, or they feel like my intelligence is enough for me to present whatever content I need to present to you. Or just you as a person can interact very well. With those, with the other rest of the guests, mm-hmm. and that's why you're invited. And that's why I'm invited. But it's up to that other person, because what ends up happening, okay, in that last um, example, mm-hmm. what may happen, I truly might be, you know, a very cool person to interact with. But let me come here, and no one wants to talk to me. So it's like. You know, I don't know, but that's 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 a whole nother. Oh yeah, that's a whole other show. Show, but. But yeah, I do remember the article now that you mentioned. So how do we combat, you know, these workplace or social social stressors that threaten our authenticity? Man, I don't know if that's a loaded question or um, it's a question that's multifaceted, definitely. How do you combat workplace stressors that go against your authenticity? I feel like with the hair thing, you just don't have to answer those questions. Like, I know I get them. Don't touch my hair. Don't ask me about my hair. I get the question. Now, if I bring it up, like one time I think I made a comment at work and I was like, I was I was trying to do something. And I go, you know what? I'm not going to be available because y'all know this takes five hours. Like, I made the comment. Okay. But... For someone to ask me, like, oh, well, how long did it take you to get your hair done? That's on your business. And see, in that case, like, in your example, I'd be like, I can't do this. I, well, more, and that's I mean, more workplace. Yeah. That's more workplace. Like, don't, you don't need to know my business. I'm doing something. I will not be available for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, and if you want to ask, and then it's up to you if you want to ask me not because I'm doing my hair. Or, I don't even have to tell you all of that, really. You don't. I'm just <laughs> not available. Like, I'm not available. Period. Point blank. The end. So, but that's me. That's workplace, though. That's like okay. me not. That's so, me not meshing. You know, personal workplace. So, no, no. Mm-hmm. But the stressors, gosh. So, in in one of your thoughts, you you speak about code switching in motherhood. Yeah. Motherhood. Let me and I'm gonna take it a step further. Motherhood in the workplace, okay? Because if you have oh, that's work, a code switch and a half self. Because if you're at work and you get a call from school, oh lord, you know I go zero sixty, or you know what I mean, or you get a call from daycare. Because remember when you didn't have kids? When you and you now I sometimes I would look at people awkwardly before having kids, and sometimes I didn't. But I remember a coworker would always say, I hate getting a call from the school. Again, this is all before I had kids. Mm-hmm. I hate getting a call from the school or daycare that my child has thrown up because yeah. we all know we got to go get them the moment they throw up because everyone's going to look at me like I'm not trying to do my job. 
that's what, and I remember her saying that, and I was like, man, no, I don't, I don't, th- I didn't think it will that at all. Like, I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know, you know, I don't know if that's the rule or not. I didn't know mm-hmm. at the time. I'm like, okay, well, that's good to know. Um, but now being in the, in the shoes, <laughs> um, it is horrible. It does suck. I think that's a general mothering concern. Or, you know, I think that's just a general mothering. I was looking at it more so. Oh. <laughs> like, if I, I do get a call from school, my child might be, it, okay, I'm going to talk about if my child is acting out. You know what I mean? And you get a call, you know, and you're at work. Oh, and the voice that and you then, use? And the, yes, you were at work, and then you get the call, and then you turn into black mommy mode. That was me this week. Like, so, you want to tell me what happened? What's going on? So, you know, that might, you know, confu- confuse the co-workers. <laughs> I'm going to say that, and I might confuse the co-workers a little bit because, you know, you're focused on your child, and that's that's where your tunnel thoughts are. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, let me find out. You know what? I'm going I'm to I'm deal we'll, with we'll this. We'll handle it uh, um, upon, yeah. No, not we'll handle it upon. See, that's not me. We're going to talk about this when I get to school. <laughs> or, you know, sometimes there are teachers that put the child on the phone. Let me explain something to you. <laughs> like, yo... I am at work. Don't make me raise my... So you take the call while you in the cube? Yes. I don't. I may have to excuse myself depending on the severity of the... Yeah. I may take it to the break room. Yeah. You know? I, I For real. Because I can't. You know, I might, I might do that. But sometimes if it's just something quick, if they're calling me about if he's sick or something like that, I'm like, well... Well, then, yeah, sick that is, is what is it sick. is. I mean, that's just a general, you know, interchange. But if it's something like behaviorally, I'm like, oh, okay. Hmm. Is that what we're doing today? <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about this when I get to school. Hang up the phone. And yes, how can I help you? <laughs> like, you know, it, it, so code switching right then and there. Boom. See, I feel like that was along the same like work tone, though. Hmm. But like see, what like you I, did. But like, I feel like that was the same long. You didn't go. You didn't like really change much of the vernacular. But I said I don't change. There are my people oh, I do change. I mean, yeah. that's that's what I said in the beginning. Like I don't change. My voice is my voice. Now my voice is my voice. My voice and the words and the context that I use it. It's you know all the same. Yeah. Um. That's just me. But there are people that, like I said, that have their that home, you know, voice and that work voice and easily flip flop it. But I think we're also thinking about code. People probably think we're psychotic. <laughs> people do that. And I think we're only and we're we're looking and when we, yeah, well, code switching is just just language based anyway. But we we did say verbal and nonverbal. It's, 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 so. it's verbal and nonverbal. Eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yes, it is. Look at me. Yes, See, you thought about some stuff. I did, because I'm like, say if somebody says some... You know how they had the meme floating around with uh, Viola Davis um, from 
Oh, what show is she on? Oh, and she's a lawyer. On it, it, it comes oh, on after how do I get away with murder? How to get away with murder? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they have the meme like you know how you look at um, after a meeting where the meeting could have just been an email and it's just her like oh yeah she grabs her the bag and goes <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah that, that that that's me that is that's code switching at its finest yeah for black women mm-hmm. like. Or the one where, like, I was as opposed to seen, us like just the like, LeBron James one, yes. where he lead, like he's yes. leading the, yes. the press conference when his, he got tired. Murse. He got tired of the guy like asking him dumb questions. Like, so oh, forget I'm this, I'm, I'm done. done. And he, yeah, picks up his Merce and rolls. Right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and but that yeah. But as opposed to us, that this is an example of, it. of nonverbal language taking it, or just like you know, just. Getting up, you know, in those instances, there's a little tinge, just a little, I hate the word swag to it, you know, of mm-hmm. us extra. cutting our eyes or getting extra. up, and, you know, that little extra of blackness, like. It's a give no zero fucks. Like, we point. know the language, you know, we know what you're trying to convey through your body language, mm-hmm. and that is a code switch. That as is opposed to just getting up and walking yeah. away. <laughs> that was an example that I think is perfect with. Yes. Our blackness and but I'm still how trying we to figure out in the how to combat the stress. I know, right? But be upfront. Oh, I mean, you've mentioned it. You know, be upfront. You know, if if it's and sometimes it might be an element of shutting it down, shutting it down right there. Um, and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, however, it goes back to the topic introduction where I say we want to be non-threatening. So if we try, if we do shut something down. Um, again, don't care if you are, you know, perceived as such. Knowing that, like, okay, I presented this to you. If you're asking me about my hair, I'm like, you know what? That's not really, that's not really something I want to discuss right now. You know, and they may scoff at you, like, like, how dare you? But I said it in such a manner, I didn't say, yo, stop asking my fucking questions about my hair. Did I say it like that? That's a code switch. I could have said it like that. It's kind of like Luther and what's his name? Oh, Barack Barack Obama. Yeah. It's like that. That that is what I want to say. Yeah. Mind yours. Yeah. Worry about yourself. (laughs) But what you should say is. Yes. You know, or, or give a quick, give a very brief. Concise. I don't think that's the proper discussion for us, right? Or something like that. I'm gonna take it to HR. No, no, don't, <laughs> like, don't do that. No, 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 don't do that. Like you know, you know, yeah. if they want to ask me about my hair, yeah, you know, um, yeah, it does take some time to get done. Period. Leave it at that. Short, sweet, to the point. You know, shut it down. Right there. That's how, to me, I feel like we can combat that stress. Cut it out. Let me cut it out. Another way, like you mentioned. Um, I mean, I know we kind of briefly talked about the whole hiring part of it. Like, um, I think in interviews, when you're in a panel, like if you're if you're having to be on a hiring panel, because mm-hmm. um, we always talk about, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, we're talking about people like, do we straighten our hair? I know we're using hair as a topic, but... Um, do we straighten our hair? Do we do this? Do we do that before we get interviewed? Well, you know what? If you happen to be on the interview panel and someone tries to bring it up, I think it's I think it's on us to help shut shut down that part of the conversation and make sure that what's the focus 
was on what the content of what somebody was saying in the interview. I agree with that. I think also, but the concern usually is before we even get to that interview. But the True. thought is, but I'm just, I think, I'm just I think that's where yeah. I'm just trying to say, hey, you know, how do we combat it? Well, if you. Because I don't know who's going to be on the interview well, panel I know you when want, I get there. There's nothing you can do about that. So you just be your authentic self. Yeah, yeah. And then what I'm saying is, if, if we, hopefully, at some point, we are at the table, <laughs> we, it is on us mm-hmm. to take charge of that situation. Yeah. Don't just sit there in the background and be like, hey, oh, okay, well, you know, okay. No. Stop that. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what also is playing into that, too. Right, right. Stop that. And there's another article in there that I referenced that I like so much um, going to the idea of being in, a, in in an interview panel executive position where it's like, um, oh, I didn't put it in there. Oh, man. Which so was, it was a it was an article. I've heard you talk about to me about it, was, it before, it was, too. It was um, about why Not, there aren't people like I, so the, something along the lines like I didn't know there were people, black people of color. Uh, oh, this is It's not Winkfit. It's not Adia's article? The being black but not too black in the workplace? No, 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 no. I didn't read that one. I'll tell you in just a second. It was a great, um, it was a, it was a great article that just, spoke about like being in an executive position and the lady not realizing um oh the lady not realizing that there are people like uh like uh hr people or higher execs that would be on her panel yeah well no 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 like uh, executive oh of course i would never find it because i want it Oh, I've never been any place where, and it's, it's from the Atlantic. I didn't, I didn't quote this. Oh my goodness, I've never been any place where black women were running things. Mm. And so the interviewee was in shock when she came to her interview. The article actually, it's it's an interaction between mentor mentee relationship. Okay, and um, and the premise is more in Hollywood. Yeah, where where things like that. Yes, yes, is prevalent. Yes, but I I say I like the article, and it was more interview style to talk about piggybacking off what you're saying, being in a place of being at the, at the table, table at the table of HR, and mm-hmm. and and hopefully help uplifting, or even if you are a person in an executive position, helping to uplift someone who who want to be where you are, you know? Yeah. And be where you are and what that looks champion. like and be a champion and what that looks like can can be not straightening your hair or, you know, just using your own, you know, vernacular, your slang, you mm-hmm. know, in order to get and in order to get up there um without having to compromise I which yourself. Exactly it was who came in because honestly, and she came in with like purple hair one day. I oh, forget. Snap. There was oh, man, but if you I also realize if in the idea of if we're talking in the context of hair, and if we look at a lot of black women who mm-hmm. were Fortune five hundred CEOs, yeah, they were natural sisters. There are a lot of natural sisters. Let's like stop. Short, let's stop yes, this. The lady yes, from Xerox. Yes. Um, 
Yes. Oh, God. I know her. I know you right. You go keep going. So you got her. You got um the Starbucks lady. The, yes, but she kind of had her hair straight. But you know what? But I she, feel like she flips the script sometimes. But too, she though. can. Okay, and but that's not. Like, and I'm just saying for those. Who yeah. Are like, okay. She wears it both ways. So there are plenty of. I know there are plenty of women in those positions, and I've I've known plenty of attorneys. Again, living in New York, we're just a mixed bag of everybody. You know, I, I've known a, a lot of people with white collar positions that have had natural hair and 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 running things. So to me I'm saying that this it it I'm biased because this is where I grew up and I'm used to seeing people all of all um hairstyles mm-hmm. and vernacular and everything like that still holding white collar jobs where I've come, you know, out of my little bubble. <laughs> to the rest of the country where, you know, these are like hard pressing 30, 40 hour long conversations about hair just to go to the job interview. And, and I'm just like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. not to negate it because, I mean, yes, there are still a lot of um, people in HR in the hiring process that that stop us, you know, but it just it hurts my soul. That's really what the bottom line is. It hurts my soul. <laughs> but I think I think a way to achieve and you kind of touched upon a little bit is mentorship in the workplace mm-hmm. and having a personal advisory board um, is one is one way. And so I say that to say, okay, if you are a token, um and what I feel like I could have done probably better now in hindsight was find someone of color um, to sit down and have those discussions with um, over coffee and whatnot. That things that are bothering me in terms of how can I maneuver and still be my authentic self. Why can't you still have those discussions? Oh, I, I still can. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if I could have gone Early back, in your career. Absolutely. Okay. Because earlier in my career, I, I didn't really do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a mentor, um, but he, he's a male, so I, I didn't see it as that. Mm-hmm. I saw my mentorship with him more work, like yeah. truly like work, why even though he there was some community yeah. we talked about community involvement but it wasn't like my the the social economical mm-hmm. like dealing with being a woman dealing with being a black woman like we didn't get into those sure those harder points so um and yes it's something i need to do now so um well you can do that for someone coming up this is true you know this is true we put all your, can. Put your, we all can put your face in the space and let them know that hey, I'm out here, mm-hmm. and and of course we and I guess this is the beauty of social media as well, mm-hmm. where you can find these kind of groups where you can have these discussions. Um, um, and even like Jerlita talked about that. In, yeah, in, yeah, a, yeah. in that episode, in our Ex- last episode, last, yeah. yeah, she absolutely mm-hmm. did. She mm-hmm. absolutely did. So, so definitely yeah. finding like a, a few women to have as your. I call it the personal advisory board, I think will help mm-hmm. uh, break down those emotions and re- help reduce the crying tears. Um, and then really the part of the first part of that I really should have said was take time to learn about ourselves. Because again, when we're doing all this code switching or if you've done it long enough, you start to feel like you don't know who you are. Yes. So sometimes I think... Um, we all need to take like solo vacations and f- 
work on what who who is our authentic self mm-hmm. and then go from there mm-hmm. and being comfortable in that authentic self and, and it, not let people waver does you it around. have to be a vacation can it be no i just uh, yeah I'm i was just, gonna say it can be honestly uh, i mean you can a, go to the long- bar and, and <sighs> have a drink or two and you know that's your solo you know well, it, it just can, taking out some solo and, time. And, and that's area, all I'm asking. And I'm just yeah, just I, identifying area of self discovery. Yeah, a self journey, and whatever that may be through journaling or mm-hmm. um, coloring, mindful, yeah. coloring, mindfulness, yoga, all of that stuff. Just trying to figure out who you are, and honestly, maybe and and to begin putting that, putting it. Um, um, pen to pen to paper, like mm-hmm. who am I and what do I want? Um, not career wise, but just person socially, person. Mm-hmm. yeah, inspirationally. Mm-hmm. What do I want my life to look like? What is what should this be? Um, because it is exhausting. It is, and if you mentioned doing it so long, it is an internal battle that breaks you down. It breaks your spirit. Because everybody's trying to tell you how you need to be. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you no longer know who you are. You don't know who you should be, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. You, could, you And you'd be like, well, when I was 15, I was like the best break dancer ever. I don't know, you know what I mean? But it's like now I'm in this suit and tie. Now, and now, now you can't even get down on the low because it <laughs> right. hurt. <laughs> well, that's age. That's just age. So, but yeah, I, I, I like now that Now you don't want to go break dance, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I like the idea of just a journey of self-discovery, mm-hmm. whether that be vacations or journaling, asp- affirmations. Take a walk, a, you, you know, know. Them lunch breaks, you don't have to go to lunch with everybody. You don't have to go to lunch with everybody <laughs> you know you don't go take some time out for you that 30 whatever hour what 30 minutes one hour and i you know and that's okay and, and as that i mentioned your time and as i mentioned to you know the <laughs> the greatness of social media we do have you know black women spaces where we can do these venting mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And just area specific to your job or your social settings trust me there is a hub Strictly pertain to black people, black people in healthcare, black people in tech, black people in, you know, mm-hmm. hospitality. There are, there are, you know, on social media so that you have that, that judgment free space to, to, mm. to vent. So, mm-hmm. yeah, those are some, those are some things. So I, I encourage the listeners, I don't know, do you agree? Do you disagree with what we're saying? Um <sighs> Definitely comment in um on Facebook and Instagram and on our face in our in our group chat mm-hmm. <laughs> after you listen. Are we on target or are we just way off or are we missing um a piece of of the element of being the right kind of black woman in corporate America or um, in our workspaces that we had not spoken about? Um, just let us know. Like hit us up and we'll continue that conversation. And so, uh, please check out additional resources and links in our show notes where you can find out more information about our topics. Um, We ask, of course, that you rate and review this and other episodes or send us an email at mahoganymomology at gmail.com. In addition, again, if you wanted to highlight your business on our show, you can send us an email. Then, of course, continue conversation via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Until next time, I'm Tosh. And I'm Mel. And we thank you for listening to Mahogany Mammology. Bye-bye.